What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the official, the unofficial but official podcast for American Crime. I am your boy Khalif, and I am your girl Jamis. How's it going, everybody? Oh man. Thank you guys for joining in. We're stoked about another exciting episode of American Crime. Yes, of of course. And also, don't forget about our other podcast. I'm there a little bit on a hiatus. But, but we, we kind of forgot about our other podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. For those of you, though, who are uh, new to the zombie world, we did. I haven't mentioned this one in a while, but we did do one season of Fear the Walking Dead season two and on our podcast Forced Fear. If you wanna once you get to season two of Fear the Walking Dead, you can go ahead and, you know, watch episode, listen to us, watch another episode like this. Uh something you can do uh some of you are on spring break and you're traveling, so it's a good travel companion. Also we have a Friendly Fire, which is the mother show. And we will be getting new episodes on there very soon. A few series we have working on and some things that are happening in our life and some commentary about what it's like in the expat community all the way over here amongst the dunes. And yes, and don't forget about back to the podcast that is still around. It's just that, you know, time zones as people live on different continents. We got to hook up. And Khalif, what is back to the podcast? Back to the podcast is a. movie reviewing podcast where we talk about movies from the time frame of our lifetime. Well, I say my lifetime from the 80s, 90s, the new millennia and the 2010s. All right. So, wow, we've been around for a long time. Yes, I'm feeling it. But, you know, the 80s are making a comeback. I think the reason why the 80s are making such a strong comeback now is because being a baby. No, but being a baby in the 80s, you know, you didn't really get to enjoy all the 80s fashion. So now that we're, you know, in our late 20s, early 30s, we can now. And then they're making movies about all the cartoons that we watched when we were kids. So it's kind of like we get to relive the 80s, but in a more mature way and really get to enjoy that funky fashion. So it's a second childhood is what you're telling me. No, it's like a first time, you know, because our parents got to be adults in the 80s. So they got to get a different experience. So now we get to be adults in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Sorry, guys. But with better technology, (laughs) of course. Um. No, it's exciting, (laughs) exciting. So, yeah. So let's go ahead and get into... Oh, but wait, I do want to let people know oh, that sorry. Uh, don't forget that you can watch a new episode of American Crime. Uh, is it Sundays? On ABC. ABC. Sundays, 10, 9 Central. No, it's 9, 8 Central. <laughs> no, I believe that's The Walking Dead, babe. No way. Yes way. I will double check this because I'm pretty sure you've been saying night. But um, let me, while, well, while I'm this? looking that up. If uh, anybody Khalif, has the real answer, please no. email us at flatfoot <laughs> please, at crusade.net. Please don't email us those answers. We're going to find it for you here. But do feel free to email us um, any comments or uh, questions you may have or answers to questions we may ask you that really matter because I am going to find the time. Because as always, though, you can watch it anytime on abc.go.com. Go.abc. Man. Are you playing with me today? No, I am not messing with you. Okay, go ahead and get the synopsis while I try to find this information for him. Sorry, guys. I usually am on top of this today, but today I am off. Well, you know, it's my turn. It's your turn because, you know, I was flubbing everything the past few episodes. I said abc.go.com. That's correct. Okay, then never mind then. 
Oh, see? See when someone tries to throw you under the bus? Be careful. I wasn't trying to throw you. <laughs> I was just trying to correct. Uh-huh. Come correct with it, huh? Yes. Exactly. All righty. So Jeanette mm-hmm. tries to find her voice in the Hesby family, and Kamara explores financial options to pay for her in vitro fertilization. Shay comes to a decision about her own pregnancy. And it is Sundays, 10, 9 central. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So, let's, <laughs> so, let's, so now we hit you with the synopsis. Let's go ahead and kick it with a little background information. Mm-hmm. This episode was directed by Steph Green. Steph Green is an Oscar-nominated film and TV director, selected as one of the, one of Creativity Magazine's top directors to watch and Filmmaker Magazine's 25 New Faces of Independent Film. Steph has worked extensively in Ireland. Steph has been honored at Cannes, Lions, Young Guns Advertising Festivals, as well as winning an IFTA Irish Film and Television Award and being honored by ICAD. And that's not something with Apple, Mm -hmm. the Institute of Creative Advertising and Design. Mm -hmm. She has directed top TV shows such as The Americans. Yes. And Scandal. Mm -hmm. Her critically acclaimed feature film was shot in Ireland and stars Will Forte and Maxine Peake. Yes. Oh, sorry. That's it. (laughs) Well, I just put it down. Scandal to Death Do Us Part in 2016. Mm -hmm. American Gothic. American Crime. Mm -hmm. The Bates Motel. The Americans and nominated for the short film, The New Boy, which dictates the new boy who's an African-American and moves into, I believe, and who goes to a new school. And he's like the only black kid in his school, I think. I may have messed that up, and I'm sorry. Is he like a little kid? Oh, yeah. This is like elementary. Okay. Uh, Been there and done that uh, several times, actually. And the writer of this episode, as always, is John Ridley. Okay. All right. So, the, so first and foremost, before we move into the story no, no, thus no, no, far. Let me ask. You've been doing all this talking. So, Khalif, what was your personal opinion about episode four? I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely thought it was a great episode. Really? It built, I mean, the first three built up to this climax mm-hmm. of the fourth episode that we're on. Odd to have a climax so early in the season, though, I think. That is. And I'm, I'm waiting, you know, I'm waiting for it to fall out because this was like bad news happened. Then you feel like the hero is vindicated. And then you're like, well, what's next? Well, I mean, I think that's the benefit of having several storylines. It's interesting because... Um, the, what differs to me, and this is my opinion, uh, did you have anything else to add to that? No, go ahead with your opinion. Uh, okay. Uh, so what differs to me in this season from the, the previous season and season two, th- they were all characters who stem from one situation, one crime that took place. And this season, we have several different crimes and these characters will maybe overlap, but it's not all about the same issue. So I think that's interesting because they can, uh, I guess, in a way, finish one story and introduce a new one, which we do see happen in this episode. So I find it um, I'm happy they didn't leave me on pins and needles for an entire season to figure out what happened. Um, to one of the characters that is feeling one of the storylines. So. Well, I would just say this. I really believe I'm glad they did not do that because just as I'm a so frustrated. Well, we're already getting frustrated after I two was. episodes. Like, oh, he's a good boy. He makes people smile. Yes. And I was like, just get to the point. Why does nobody know what happened to this kid? So. No, exactly. Hmm. So 
you want to discuss Luis first or let's go ahead since this is the story that um we may have finished in this episode um so we know that Luis the father has been looking for his son that makes everybody laugh he has come from Mexico uh, oh what I had a thought yes his story isn't over possibly not can I go um, ahead and give my no 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 I'll hold that well, let's just quickly say, you know, I mean, everybody who saw it knows what happened. Um, and it was, I figured he handled it very well. I think he may have already have felt that this is how it was going to end. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying, I think, I, well, without giving anything away, no, you can give I it think, away. no, no, you can no, give no, it no. Away. we're going to talk about it. No, but no, I just want to say this. No, 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 listen. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying this. I really, I think that this is going to come back on the farm. What happened? Oh, he, right. What he did? Because Luis murdered somebody on. The, yes, he is on the farm, isn't he? He's not at the part where they sleep. He actually is on the farm. Yes, he's on the uh-huh. farm where the tomatoes are, and then yes. he he basically he murders this person, and then he gets away or tries to get away on the bus. But something's gonna happen that stops this bus, and he gets arrested, and then it oh, all unveils. I don't think so cops, I, I mean, no, I, I don't know. Cops. I'm, I'm Police just, officers never work that fast. I don't think they'll find out. And I really, to be honest. I don't think they care. And they kind of set that up earlier in the season that the police officers wouldn't care well, I mean, about probably, this Hispanic probable immigrant who has been murdered on a farm. Well, I'm probably taking it a little more than mm. ahead, but I'm pretty sure I feel in my gut that this is going to come back on the farm. In some we'll, way, we'll get it's into possible. this because this was something that was said. It was something that was said okay. when Jeanette was talking to the Hesbys about the check. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm, okay, no, no, okay, don't worry. We'll of. get into this. So, okay. Louise. No, I think we're finished. <laughs> I would just, no, we're, we're not finished. finished. We didn't even discuss him. We did discuss him. No, we did okay, not. Okay, go I'm ahead and my... discuss, because I already started discussing what happened to him. That's because <sighs> you gave away the meat. You're not t- I'm talking about the episode. <sighs> so, basically, Louise, Louise goes to the police that his son is missing he gives a picture to the detective after the misunderstanding of describing him to me. I thought that was hilarious. I loved it. He's like, D- tell me about him. He makes everybody laugh. No, I mean, he he did all the personality stuff, but then the cop was just like. What does he look like? He's like, no, I mean, does he have any distinguishing marks, you know? And uh, yeah, he just gave him a book to look through and he he saw the picture. So once he found a picture that looked like that looked like a beaten hell he leaves he's saddened and he's broken up about it and i mean i would be broken up too if i found a picture of my dead son and they just and it was kind of cold like oh we cremate the john does so you want the ashes it'd be hard to get it to you but you can have the ashes no it doesn't be hard it's like there, there's a fee for the cremation process but you can have you can have the ashes the remains oh i thought they burnt the body already Okay, I misunderstood but, that. But that, they did burn it, and so there are ashes that can be claimed. He has to pay the fee for the cremation. 
So after that, Louise calls. Louise calls Anna and doesn't relay. Anna's his wife. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Calls his wife Anna and doesn't relay that the son is dead. And that made me so angry because it's not like he can, you know, go to the pet store or a shelter and get another child to replace her child. I mean, why, why put off telling her you what happened? You can just pick up another Mexican kid and just say, <laughs> oh, this is tail. Well, the way he treated it was like, you know, oh, I, I, you know, the cat, the cat got hit by a car, you know, and didn't want to tell her, like, I'll just try to get her a new cat before <laughs> I get back. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why he is. I mean, I guess he didn't want to tell her so she wouldn't be upset over the phone, but I'm assuming that in Mexico they have family. So it's best to tell her so that she's prepared when he comes back without him. But you brought up something that was really amazing that he did that I didn't catch because I was, wasn't, I was paying attention to this part, but I was kind of like you upset with the fact that he did not tell his wife. What, yes. what was that? What was what? What? Okay, I'll just say it. He began speaking about his son in the past tense. Oh, yes, he did. And I was surprised that she didn't catch it. So I felt like that was his nice way of trying to say our son is dead. I'm like, this woman must be really busy or or she's already starting her own mental denial. And so he tells her like, oh, everyone liked our boy. He made everybody happy and laughed. And, and I was like, oh, and he almost tried. And when he hung up the phone, he was like, oh, Anna, you know, like he wanted to tell her like he was distraught about it. But he's, of course he's distraught, but he's trying to like hold it together for her, you know. My cheese most stuff, man. <sighs> yes, you know, but you know what? Women, and that's what I never liked about this kind of theory is like, oh, let me protect the women. It's like women are a lot stronger than you think. I mean, we bring these children into the world. You need to let us know if they've been taken out. Like that's that's something that, you know, don't keep it from me because eventually you have to. T- there's no way around it. You can't replace them. So you might as well tell me now. So after that upset, Luis meets a guy on the river and purchase a gun. Well, we know this guy. This guy is the guy who we thought was going to try to kill him before. The one who made the arrangements for sleeping. Oh, and was really, yeah. And he was really suspicious about why Luis was asking all these questions. And then when he realized that it was because he's the father of Teo, then he was like, oh, oh. So, so he's the one who gave him the gun. I think he knew all along that Luis was going to get his revenge because Teo was liked by those people. Oh yeah. Everyone knew Teo. And then that's why they were like, why are you here? You can't peek. <laughs> right. So everyone kind of sensed that there was a storm brewing. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of this is that um, he goes back to the farm and Luis is stalking his prey because he goes, he's questioning people and he asks, um, or there's a clip where it says that in the beginning, like, like the road thus far, like the preamble of the show. Mm-hmm. And this didn't happen last episode, but in this, they put in the clip that she tells him, oh, it was Captain Isaac. Mm. That when the trouble happened, uh, when the trouble kicked off and Itzel was being harassed by the captain, yeah. um, Tail defends her and it's against Isaac and Isaac and him clash. And that's the last time she saw him. Yes. She said he dragged him out into... The feeling I haven't seen him since. And so after all of that, he, after he gets the gun, he goes back to the farm and he's still working, but he's, ooh, he got them tiger eyes on Lewis. I mean, sorry, Luis has the tiger eyes on Captain Isaacs. 
And later on that evening, Luis wakes up Koi, trying to get him to text Isaac to come see him. Mm-hmm. Koi looked confused and scared. He says he doesn't have, he asked, do you have family? And Louis, and Koi replies that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so he tells him, there's nothing keeping you here. Just walk away. <laughs> right. We'll get to that later in, in the show. And as he walks away, Isaac's arrive. Luis confronts him. So that him. means Koi did message him. Koi did message mm-hmm. him. Lu- I, Captain Isaac shows up and we had a triple tap. Luis shoots him in the chest probably once or twice in the head. But what was really great, what I liked is that um, when Isaac is trying to explain that, no, it wasn't me, we see the flashback of Isaac murdering Teo. And so we know as an audience that no matter what Isaac is trying to say to save his own life, he really did kill that kid. So we know that it's the right person. I love how he explained it, though. He's like, he no, killed himself. Teo brought this on himself. No, he didn't say he brought it on. He said he he did, he did it. it. He said he did it to himself. Oh, same thing. No, no, because brought on himself means like, oh, he got his punishment. What he was saying is that Teo killed himself. He's trying to convince the father that Teo had committed suicide. That's what he was trying to do. But he's like, something. I didn't touch him. I didn't do anything. That's what he said. And after this conversation, pop, pop, pop. Well, you know. He was lying, and his dad could tell he was lying. Oh, everyone could tell he was lying. And Stevie you know, I Wonder. Don't, I don't usually believe in vigilante justice, but I was like, oh. please just kill him. He's Time out. terrible. Don't you like Batman? Batman doesn't kill anybody. He brings in the justice. Yeah, but it's still vigilante. Mm, but it's not murder. It's not murder, but it's for the greater good. It's different, though. Sorry, I mean, I'm quoting Okay, I, I should say that. I, I'm okay with vigilante justice. I'm not okay with vigilante murder. Like, you can't be judge, jury, and executioner all at the same time. But you can capture somebody and bring them to the police. That's better. Oh, man. So. But in this situation. Yeah, and, I, and at this point, I I'm felt like, very. Thank you. <laughs> I felt very vindicated for Luis at this yeah. moment. And yeah. you see him. Because it was uncalled for. There was no reason for him to murder Teo at all. None you whatsoever. Know? So it was kind of like, you can't even claim self-defense. You just went psycho like you did on that one Koi. And, oh, yes. and then you put your hands on his throat and choked until he died. And so, I mean, this person is completely psychotic. You know? So um, Kamara and Shay's story kind of blends in. But I just wanted like this one part with Kamara. She, you see her early on in the episode and she's speaking to an in vitro clinic mm-hmm. and trying to figure out, like, if I put all this money down and it doesn't take, do I get my money back? <laughs> yeah. I and mean, that's a fair, that's, that's a fair enough question. They're like, you will be eligible. You but, could be eligible for a refund. Yes. And they're like, but that doesn't mean it's a refund. She's like, yes, then you will get a refund. I was like, you need to get that in writing, sweet girl. No, no, girl. she she could. She didn't say for sure. She said she could if she pays more for the different package or whatever. But I was like, you know what? That was a silly question to ask because this stuff is not guaranteed. So, of course, there aren't any refunds. But maybe they might show compassion and refund you partial payment if they didn't finish the service. Exactly. But these things are, these, these kind of people are predators. Predatory, And I know there are some people who may disagree with me who have used services for fertility clinics. And you can email us at flatfoot at crusade.net. 
and tell me what your opinions are about that. But I think that these are a bunch of doctors who are preying on people who are in a very desperate situation and they take a lot of money for something that I don't even think costs that much. But that's my opinion. I don't know. So I'm a whole Pred- those predatory myself. medical pseudo docs. OK. <laughs> So next, we have Koi and the creepy farmhand, Captain Isaacs. <laughs> I you think like it's just that? Captain Isaac, not Isaacs. Sorry, I like calling him Isaacs. I don't know. <laughs> Captain Isaacs. It just doesn't sound Captain because Isaac. Isaacs sounds like a last name. So usually it'd be like, you know, Captain and then your last name. But Isaac is his first name. That is true. Mm-hmm. That's, why I stand that's why you're doing that. Captain Isaac. <laughs> um... And this story really, it doesn't really matter because we know how it ended. So, you know. Well, see, Koi I like just, Koi. I Koi, Koi is just You like beat. Koi? Koi is dumb. Well, I, don't like, I don't like Koi. He is dumb. But I wanted to stress this out. And for all our druggy listeners out there. <laughs> if you are addicted to drugs and you're listening to us, please, I implore you to ask for help. Well, first, help. keep listening to us. And then second, listen to us in rehab. <laughs> Yes, go listen to us in the Betty Ford. <laughs> oh, honey, baby, people can't afford Betty Ford. Okay, whatever the nearest hospital you got, asylum or whatever. Oh, Lord. Anyway, so what was you going to say about poor Well, Koi, Koi situation to me was just ridiculously stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, all for all my white listeners, pardon this, he's white. Why would you need to pardon it? White people know they're white. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want. I'm talking about pardon me. Okay. He's white. Yes. Come on. Now I know. I know you guys might. And that's the big cat may call him a white bitch. Uh huh. And may say he's white trash. Yes. But he's still white. Yes. He could walk away from this at any point in time. Any like, person of any color can walk away at any time. Be- well, if you're an American citizen. This is so what I'm trying like to say. You're a citizen. So just walk wait away. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me say this. Luis, who's an illegal who crossed over the border, <laughs> was like, what are you going to say? Huh? What are you going to say? Call the cops on me. And let's see how you you explain how you got all these people sleeping like this. Well, in- because Luis is smart and he, you know. Well, he's see, smart. This is the and I love and he's this, capable. I love the fact that the story was trying to bring out this dichotomy. Mm-hmm. Like you had a an illegal immigrant, pardon, wrong, you know, pardon that guy. No, 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 no. Undocumented worker. Yes, an undocumented worker <laughs> who had good sense about him, who snuck over into this country, who wasn't a drugger, wasn't a drug. But he was. But he was a bad hombre. He wasn't. He became a bad hombre. He did. He did. He was pushed by. He killed another bad hombre, though. So. So he that makes him a good bad hombre. But see, we always say that we're like, oh, when gangbangers kill other gangbangers, oh, well, that's just them keeping the neighborhood clean. That's not necessarily a good thing. So I'm not encouraging this. But I do think Captain Isaac is a psychopath. Like, seriously, the killing uh, Teo may not have been the first time he's done that. You know what I mean? No, it was too easy for him to do it. And he didn't even feel any remorse about it. So I'm like, yeah, that might have been a serial killer. But we don't know about it because he's always killing undocumented workers you know what i mean well this is why i kind of call this tomato funeral tomato funeral yeah people died at the farm <laughs> it's, a, it's a funeral yes yes they did they did die at the farm um so i mean the reason why i bring it up is because koi supposedly owes all like he's an american citizen dollars to this yeah he's in debt guy but it's like so what 
(laughs) (laughs) Just walk. But he won't leave. And he's all beat up. His face is all swollen. But it's like, dude, you can just leave. What are they going to do? Yeah. And he calls his brother Aiden. And this is the part I was like, you dumbass. (laughs) You tell your brother you've been beaten up by your boss. And you owe some people money. You mm-hmm. need. I'm a runaway. Please come pick me up. I am working. I'm working out of. He never tells his brother what he's he actually doing. He never tells his brother the truth about anything. He just says, "I just need some money to pay some debts." And then his brother is like, "What the heck, man? You do this all the time." And he hung up. And, and like, do you know what you're doing, to mom? Do you even care? You know. So we know he has a mother out there, and he has a brother. And that's. And this is the point that really like tricked me out about his story. I was like, first, you white. Two, you have place you can go to in comparison to the people who snuck over, who need to work to make money so they can have a living and move on. But they can't. So why do you feel like you're stuck? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know why he feels like that. So when and so Koi is out in the farm picking tomatoes again, he passes out. After he passes out, he then runs to. He doesn't run anywhere. Sorry, he doesn't run anywhere. <laughs> he can't, he can't, he they can't get a doctor. Run. They give him some oxycotton mm-hmm. to help him out with the pain of his beaten up face and all this stuff. Yes. And what did they tell the doctor? Because I missed that. It was like he got into an accident. Yeah, so, like they just explained that it was some kind of accident on the farm. He's like, oh, well, he was lucky this time. And um, then he just gives him the pain pills. And he's like, how much is this going to cost? He was like, 30 bucks. Well, how much for the medicine? Yeah. for him to come out to visit. And they're like, well, how much for the medicine? Oh, $10. Oh, give him another bottle. Yeah, he can't afford it. And I was like, damn. And I love this because it was kind of like, they know he's in debt. Yes. So he keeps building on the debt and he yes. has to pay this off. And Koi just looked like he just shot himself. He's like, I don't want it. Take it away. It's like, mm. But they didn't take it. They did. And after he texts. Um, and after he texts, um, Captain Isaac, thank you, Captain I- Captain Creepy, <laughs> he goes to a side of the road and ODs on the Oxycontin. Yes. But I was pissed. I was like, oh, this is a good ending to his story. Right. He's that pathetic and he just kills himself. And when he should be smart enough to get out, just walk away from this. Mm-hmm. But he gets revived. Yes. He does. And so it happened like he's. In a place that's not well trafficked, so I was thinking that it was possible that Luis saw him like that and called the EMTs. Because someone had to have seen someone had to see to him. Mm-hmm. Someone, someone had to have the nerve to tell them that, hey, there's a dead white guy on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. You know what would have been really interesting? <clears throat> what? If someone on the side of the road, right, you saw um, the dude from season two. The dude who kept hooking up with all those guys on the websites on the side of the road. Oh, the other dude, the one who... The rapist. The rapist. If that he would have shown up? No, that would have been kind of crazy. Like, he showed up, like he ran away from home or something, and you just see him walking by. Huh. That would have been interesting, like, the way to tie in the season. <laughs> well, I mean, they're all brand new characters, though, in... Not that he's going to recognize Koi as his, his, his F buddy. I mean, he's just going to be like, you just see him like in the background. You're like, oh, look at him. The rapist. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So um, once again, uh, he lives to fight another day. And they ask him, is anyone you can contact? And he finally says, my family. And I, I need like to, that. I need to call my family. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. So now you need your family. And his brother's going to be mad. But I know his brother's going to come. I can tell by how his brother talked to him that he's used to giving him a lot of money. 
and not believe in his lies, but still trying to help him out. So regardless, I think his brother's going to come, but he'll be mad. <laughs> or his mother with the brother. But yeah, and both of them are going to come. I say the mother will come with the brother and the brother's going to chastise him. Of course. Because that's what brothers do. Yes. Now, this is the best part of this episode for me. What? I love this part. Which part? Shay. No, the best part was Luis giving Isaacs what he had coming to him. But you like Shay, so let's go ahead. Let's get into Shay. Wait, 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 wait. I don't like her. No, I mean the the Shay story. Why don't you like her? I like her. No, no, no. Because, you know, she underage. I know I'm I'm a grown-ass man. Not like that like her. I mean, we got to be clear for the people. Okay. I like her as the character Shay. I like her. She's damaged, and she seems... At the same time, she got a good head on her shoulders. Sometimes like, and like a little bit innocent. Sometimes, like when she's taking the pictures, you know, and you're just like, Aww. and it's kind of what I see when I look at my um, high school girls. Sometimes when they don't think anyone's looking at them, and they do this like adorable thing. And I know they're seventeen, eighteen years old, but when I see them, I'm just kind of like, oh, you know, they just sometimes they get so excited about these little. Innocent things like, you know, there's is rain or or they see something pretty or a bird comes squawking by, you know, um, just or a, a lizard thing. falls into the classroom. And that was like, ah! actually hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes, you know, you remember that there's still a child in there. And unfortunately, with Shay's situation, uh, she didn't really have much of a childhood um, and she's been beaten down by society. But there's still that sweetness in her. Oh, yeah. So we meet Shay. She well, not meet Kamar. her. We've, we've already met her. <laughs> well, when we meet her in this episode. Uh-huh. Her first thing is that she, she wants an abortion. Yeah, she wants an abortion. I knew that was coming. Oh, we What else is she going to do? And Kamara tells her that they have to go to court and get it approved because she's underage. Yeah. She was really confused about that. Yeah, because she's like, in D.C., I could just walk in into any Planned Parenthood, but this is North Carolina. North Carolina. Things don't work. For those like of you who here. are not from the states, let me explain to you uh, what's going on. In the United States, the southern, the original southern states, you know, which come all the way across, you know, you have um, uh, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas, Georgia, and, all, and up through North Carolina, Florida, all of that. That part of our country is considered to be extremely conservative and is known as the Bible Belt. Um, not to say that they are exhibiting beautiful Christian behavior. I'm not trying to say that, but that's, that's the nickname because they do have a lot of strict rules. And a lot of those states, what, what you can easily get in other places in America is more difficult there, especially when it comes to, um, female reproductive health and not just with abortions, but also just basic care. Uh, they make it very difficult. They don't want a woman to have access to any kind of family planning options at all. Um, and that's just the way things have gone. So it's very difficult in North Carolina in a lot of ways. And if some of you may have been following, they actually, um, they tried to ban transgender people from using restrooms. It passed, but now it's been rescinded. Uh, uh-huh. so they lost. So North Carolina, they're going the opposite direction of where a lot of Americans want America to go to move forward. North Carolina's digging its heels and trying to pull things back. So. That's how it's that's how it's going down. And so we But still a beautiful state. Absolutely beautiful. Still very beautiful. <laughs> and I have family there that I love, but you know, they're conservative. 
<clears throat> and that being said. All right, back to Shay. So Shay, Shay is not from down there. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, she's not from down. She's not from around these parts. She's not from down there. She's from up. She's from up. You know, she's she from the Yankee State. You know, she's 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 one of those city girls and city folk. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's laying, taking pictures of herself. No, no, she's not taking pictures of herself. I thought that's what she was doing. Or she's looking at pictures. She's doing something with that camera. Oh, oh, you didn't notice. Okay, when she's laying on her back, she is taking pictures of what she sees. So she's looking up through the trees and taking pictures oh. like that. Yes, that's what she's doing. No selfie. She's not that Vain. into herself. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's talking to some boy. Mm-hmm. Some boy. Some boy from her group. And he talks about how I saw how you swiped that phone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you doing? And she says, I'm taking pictures. And then he got creepy on her. Do you want to go somewhere and take some pictures? Yeah. And she says no. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, but she good. thought about it. She kind of hesitated. Like, I don't think she was thinking about it. I think they just, the way they cut the scene was for us to think that she might be trying to go back to her old ways, but she just kind of lifted her head and looked at him and said, no. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like the way it was, maybe it was editing or faulty editing or something like that, but the way it was cut, like he asked the question, it goes back to her and she kind of like, like she had to process what he just asked and she looks up and she's like, no, that's what I meant. Maybe she had to process like if what the he way was he saying said it. was like, oh yeah, let's just go. I have a cool place and go take pictures. Or he was saying like, let's go take pictures like this. Be you like, know, she had to think like how. Like this. <laughs> hey, Mies. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to go Netflix and chill? Yes. <laughs> but I can there. say yes. <laughs> I mean, you can say yes to me, but I'm just saying if I was another guy and be like, "Hey, Jimmy, you want to come over and Netflix and chill?" I'd be like, "How you know my name?" <laughs> He'll be like, "Look down at your shirt." I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> I'm kidding. Check your name tag. I'm joking. A lot of people cannot pronounce my name correctly when they see my name tag. Yeah, they'll be like, really hilarious. Hey, Jamis. Yeah, Jamis. That that makes it. You ever know anyone named Jamis? (laughs) Maybe you have. If you have, please email us. (laughs) And please tell us the story because I would love to know this. (laughs) So we move after she talks to Creepy Boy. She goes back to the court. They're questioning Shay. They're question. Sorry, the court is questioning Shay, and she mm-hmm. professes how she screwed guys in alleys, and she was not worried about her safety. And you're telling her, and you're telling me that she has to ask for permission to get an abortion. She didn't say anything about her safety. No, she did say that. No, not she worried didn't. about her safety. No, we no, 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 no. Oh, no. I wish we can go back and look at that scene right now. Uh, I, we I, we will, but I will tell you exactly. I remember this exactly. Um, and then stop letting me do all the talking. And why don't you say something? <laughs> uh, what I just finished talking all this some smack about. Anyways, anyways, no, she was saying that. Um, I because they said, "Do you have parental? You know, are you in contact with your parents?" And you know, her whole point was that it was. It was better for me to do that than it was to be at home. You know, so why would I need this person to give consent for me to have this procedure done? And so after hearing this. And I agree with her. This heart wrenching profession. It's not heart wrenching. It's reality. I know. It's like, what do you want me to do, lady? They say you can (laughs) have it if it's under 20 weeks. Now, here's the part that have really... Have the procedure, not have the child. <laughs> yeah, have the procedure done. You can have the abortion. Mm-hmm. 
if it's under 20 weeks. Yes, which I know that that's, that's pretty standard, though, across the board. After 20 weeks has to be some kind of medical issue. So 20 weeks or less is the norm. So we move on to Shay. She's in there getting the ultrasound, and she just does not look thrilled about Oh, and Kamara, before she leaves, she's like, oh, you gotta, before you get the abortion, you got to have an ultrasound. Why? That's just the way things done around these parts. Yes, try to make you connect and feel guilty about what you're doing. So then we move on to where she's getting the ultrasound and she just does not look happy about it. Of course not. No one, no one's happy to go to the, I mean, okay, maybe there are some weirdos out there, but no one's happy to go to the doctor. And the nurses make, and so the nurse is like, oh, there it is. Oh, listen to the heartbeat. Do you want to hear? And she's like, no. No. And Kamara is like overly involved. No, she's not overly involved, actually, at this point. Not yet. She's saying the more boxes they check, the better, which is true. Yeah, I looked this up. <laughs> Hold on. Explain this to me. Why? Um, Because then it's less for them to argue about. It's like, yeah, I heard the heartbeat. Yes. Did I see a picture? Yes. Do you still consent to having the abortion? Yes. Like, even after you've heard their heart and you've seen their picture like this, it's it's a checklist. Well, I, I think the reason why, because I saw her face like she Kamara looked like she wanted to cry after she heard the heartbeat. Like she was like, <gasps> and she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, but she she didn't really get into like, you know, because this is bef- this happened after she said the more boxes we check, the better. And then they put the heartbeat up. And then you find out that she is at 14 weeks. Yes, she is at 14 weeks. So she can go ahead with the abortion should she choose. I think she has to wait like a 24 hour waiting period, too. They make it really difficult. <laughs> now, the next two parts of this story are the next one huge uh, two parts because they introduce a new story while progressing on another story. The story. Oh, wait, wait, you didn't say why you like this part so much. Oh, well, it's because. It was just, you see, you find more character development on Shay. Mm-hmm. Like, you, she's just not like this underage prostitute that just seemed really angst about her position in life and having to um, testify against her pimp. It's just that you start to see her, like, as you said, those parts where she's just taking pictures and you see the innocent part of her come out, mm-hmm. the childlike innocence. And that's the part that's like... Oh, there is a little girl in in that hardened frame. Right. She's done a lot of grown up things, but and in the end, she's still a child. Right. And I think that might be what Kamara is starting to see as well. This this person's vulnerability, and that's why she got her that camera. And that's what I and you see even more as this whole thing. But you also see how you get the the side by side story. Kamara is trying to have a baby by herself. Mm-hmm. And she can't do it. And you got this young girl who just who's a whore who gets knocked up and doesn't want the baby. You see what I'm you see where I'm going with this? I see where you're going. And so But it's really unfair to characterize it like this. What? But no, yeah, no, I know. No, it's I'm so easy for some and so difficult for others. Well, this is the part where you're kinda of going with it and, I, and for me I was thinking. Well, I don't I think like, that's easy the way Shay got pregnant. That's uh, not easy. Hell no, that ain't easy. <laughs> I mean, we saw how she grimaced and was about to throw up on herself when that last dude, her last John was undressing. Ah, her. that's what so maybe she was gonna tell her pimp that she was pregnant before going in on that last um 
I don't think he would have cared. Oh, he probably would not have cared. He's a douche, but I'm just saying, it just seemed like <laughs> Be she like, was going great. to tell him. Since you're already like that, then let's get you out more and more and more before you go on your maternity leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, well, you can't get pregnant now. <laughs> Some guys are into this. Actually, it's kind of funny because I started thinking of um, the other guys. Like, Gator's bitches better be using some jimmies. <laughs> True. Yeah. He probably, maybe he would have been mad, but, you know, whatever. Pimps don't cry. Okay. Now, Jeanette and the farm family. This was like the coldest part. I mean, Luis kills Captain Isaac, but this shit here was the death upon, like, this is what Shakespeare is made out of. <laughs> Jeanette is talking to her brother-in-law, J.D., and the brother seemed to be shunned by the family mm-hmm. because he and Jeanette went to that workers' rally. Yes, but the brother was already shunned because he's an alcoholic. But even more, I mean, it's just like he's been blacklisted. Mm. Now he can't even be around the dad. <laughs> he wasn't allowed to be around the dad for a reason, though. It had nothing to do with that farm workers' rally. Okay. I'm just saying. He was already been frozen. Remember, he said it before they even went to the rally. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jeanette goes. Well, Jeanette goes mm-hmm. to talk with Carson. That's her husband. Sorry, she talks with Carson <laughs> and Lord. So I had to. I had to shift and yes, adjust myself. Yes, 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 yes. So she goes to Carson, talk to her husband, Carson, and Lori and, and the sister. And the sister. Mm-hmm. They play on the fact that he's a that basically JD's a drunk and he's irresponsible. This is why he's not considered to run the business. And why he can't see their dad. Oh, yeah. Which made me really upset about that. But she's like, but, and that's also, I think it's upset. Jeanette. She's like, but, you know, Jadee was really upset and he really wanted to see his dad. And I know he's, but, you know, he, he, your father is dying. And she's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, buddy. Let me stop you right there. This is Lorianne. Lorianne, Lorianne <laughs> tells her, wait a minute, buddy. I don't I'll, think she said buddy. No, but. she didn't say buddy. But this is the way I think she would talk. Okay. Wait a minute, buddy. Who gave you the audacity? To talk about I, my family like that. Who are you? Mm. That's basically what she did. She's talking to her sister-in-law, folks. And like, who who gave you the authority to mention anything about our family? Right. Ooh, I was like, damn, that's harsh. And then she said, do you know the legalities? And how stupid were you to give those worker rally, whatever the hell that organization was called, a check mm-hmm. with our family's money? And she's, she's like, like, but it was my money. No, but it was our check. How dare you do that? And we had to put a stop on that. Because No, no, not we. Carson did. Because it is. It, she did not make that check on company checks. They were her own personal check. But it's her her last name, right? So that's, that's oh, the yeah. problem. So she shares an account with her husband and he put a stop on that check. But he didn't tell her. So that was her first time to hear that from his sister, who was completely overbearing. And I'm just going to say, you know, she's a bitch. And then she also tells her, and why are you worried about our family? You need to worry about your own family. Your sister, she's a druggie. It's like, maybe that's why you have a soft spot for whatever, you know, and, and you don't have any compassion for a sick old man. I said, um, like seeing his alcoholic son is going to speed up his illness anymore you know what i mean i'm like person's dying whatever so yeah i just thought she was unnaturally cruel and then you know jeanette kind of argued with car and carson changes the subject 
And then so we know, like, even though Jeanette is his wife, he is still being run by this overbearing big sister. Oh, yeah. Big sister's rule. (laughs) And now, after all that turmoil, we get to this new family. I'm going to just say this family is Gabrielle and Nicholas. No, it's not Nikki. Gabrielle and Nicholas. Gabrielle oh, is sorry. the Gabrielle is the, hand, the maid, the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Or nanny. Mm-hmm. Nicholas and Claire, Nikki, and Gabrielle. Yeah. So we meet Gabrielle. She's getting off the plane and seeing our customs agent just <laughs> seeing so homing, so so welcoming. <laughs> All right. He's like, oh, go on to line one. She's like, oh, I can't speak English. Line one. And she just repeats <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. And so... She she meets Claire. She gets in the car. They're talking about something about controlling, uh, something about the visa. It's, and I was thinking, I was like, oh, she speaks French. She doesn't speak English, so she must be from Haiti. Mm-hmm. And I usually, and I remember seeing this um, documentary about um, wealthy families hiring Haitian nannies and or adopting these Haitian kids and using them to as, be slaves, to be slaves, basically. Yes. And usually, like in some other countries, if that family controls... I didn't see this documentary. I saw it on episode Law and Order SVU. I'm not going to call that a documentary, but that's what happened. <laughs> Damn. On just, Law and Order SVU. Just, just piss on me at that point. I don't know. Maybe you did see a documentary about it. I did see a documentary. That's, that's where I saw it because they had well, the these kid. little kids for after after the Haitian earthquake thing. Well, the kid All these thing. rich white families adopted these, these Haitian kids. The kid thing is from SVU. But okay. there was a documentary about like... Um, the maids. Maids that would go to another country and they would get work. And once they found work, they're paid... Low oh right, the the slave the slave maids, and a lot of them end up in um in the Middle East actually, like that's where most of them are. And then those people travel with them, and then they find out later. Like that happened recently in D.C. One of them, I think the family was from, oh God, was it Jordan? I don't remember. They had this maid for a long time, and she actually escaped one day, and then that's the S hit the fan. Um, but I think they were part of an ambassador family or something. So they didn't get arrested, but she was given asylum in the United States. I'll have to find the story, y'all. It, it was some kind of story. But anyway, so now I don't think that situation with Gabrielle. I think she is not a slave. I think she has been hired by Claire. But she did ask something know about why a visa. Claire's- that was the part that, that, that hit me. And she's like, oh, what about your, do you have a work visa? And she's like, did she say no? Because, you know, I don't understand French. I wasn't really paying attention to this conversation. But she was saying that, um, but she was telling, because Gabrielle was complaining about what it was like going through immigration and all this stuff. And I think Claire was just telling her that, yeah, it gets really bad if you don't have this or whatever. You know, it can, um, they can be really difficult. So. Oh, so she doesn't have a work visa. She had to come in. And so basically, yeah, she's an illegal worker. But um, she came no, through on no, the plane. No, I, I don't know if she does or doesn't have one. I I really can't speak to that. I had to see that part of the show again. That's just really, speculation on my behalf. Yeah, I really don't remember because the whole conversation was in French. So I have to see it again. French is like my third language. So. And so yeah. the beauty of the whole thing. So then we flash over to Nicholas, the husband, who basically he's running his company into the ground because he's trying to hold money. But then he's making couches with like plywood. The guy like I can even see the staples for the material. And look at this material. This material is cheap. And he's like, yeah, yeah it is plywood cheap. couch. I mean, come on. It's easily breakable. 
Oh, that's that. That's that whole that you know those mom and pop furniture stores that just pop up and they last about a year or two. No, oh, some know. of you guys got to go. Never mind. I won't <laughs> go into that. <laughs> so then it flashes <laughs> over, and he loses a a, a twenty year customer. Yeah, and that he was saw a ten, that ugly couch. And it was like twenty thousand dollar <laughs> account or something like that. No, way bigger than that. Two hundred. Oh, it was something. He said yeah. it. I just didn't get a chance to write it down. It's okay. But it was a client they've had for a very long time, and he just walked away. And so then his, I guess, manager or co-owner, I don't know, he said, you know, we're going to have to lay off some people. Then he see him go to this beautiful mansion and walk into this house and hear all this French speaking going on. And he's like, what is happening? Yeah. And so he sees, he's like, oh, this is the new nanny. And so now they're having, so they go, they're celebrating or whatever the hell that's going on. They go out to eat together. They only have one child and they're like, we can do things like how we used to again. It's like, well, that wasn't him. That was her. And I'm just like, really, lady, your kids. And he's not even an infant. The dude can wipe his own ass. He's like seven. <laughs> so if you want to get drunk and pass out, you can do that. I mean, you can, all, of course, pay for a babysitter, but she don't need a whole name. She's all like, but he'll learn French. And her husband's like, no one speaks French outside of France. <laughs> I love that. He's like, no one. I was like, what about the UN? It is a good language to learn. It is valuable. But he was trying to say French people, they where are they? They're in France. So <laughs> it was kind of funny. You know, the irony of the, that whole thing, what made it really funny to me, my dad told me the same thing when I was a kid. I told him, I said, dad, I want to learn French. He like, what the hell you want to learn French for, boy? What the hell? Your father didn't know you'd be a world traveler, honey, and that you'd be going to France for like, like boy. the third time coming up this summer. So. He's like, boy, you better learn Spanish. Spanish is it's ticket. You learn Spanish, you can talk to all the Mexicans around here. And for those of you who don't know, there I'm are many countries that do speak French, not just France. So, Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> Haiti's one of them. And of course, like uh, Khalif mentioned, it is the language of the UN and the Olympics. So there is that. It is an international language. <laughs> and so I forget. It was something. It was this weird body language. Like the husband, he's really angry about the, he seems really angry about the nanny. I don't think he's angry. He just seems annoying. And he wanted to like, she wanted to get drunk and do something. He's like, nope, let's get the check and go home. Yeah, I had to get up for tomorrow. Because I don't think he has shared with his wife the true financial situation. So you really can't be that mad. She thinks they're balling. She lives in a mansion. She doesn't work, you know, so. But that thing is why he tried to remind her about how their company started. And the very first big account they did, why the story about the $10,000 order uh, of that dining so room table. Let me remind you of some old stuff. And maybe until <laughs> we'll realize how we may have to go back and eat ramen noodles again. Right, let me bring you back down to earth. We were not like how you think, honey. And that was the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and so once again, as I said before, I enjoyed it. Now, now what I was going to say, I wanted since now now discuss the entire episode. Mm -hmm. Here's my speculation. Okay. Captain Isaac dies on the farm. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. Now, because the um. There was something with the farm, not with the farm, but with the the illegal worker, the undocumented workers that died in the trailer. And she's like, oh, you can't give them money or something like that because it makes us look liable. for It something. makes us look liable. Right. 
So I, and I remember that. And so now if he died on the farm, mm-hmm. the farm will be held liable, mm. which then may in- launch an investigation into the dealings of this farm. Oh, yeah. They got some shady stuff going. And it's all going to fall on that controlling big sister because she's doing some bad stuff. And that's what JD was trying to explain. But he's an alcoholic. So no one really trusts what he's saying. So, you know. One of those things. Well, she also said, like, he he's like he needs to get over it because this is the, like, something about it's been this way for, like, forever. So yeah. stop tripping. Well, that's <laughs> what he says his sister told him. So, yeah. So once again, man, this was a fascinating episode. Do you have any speculations? No, I, I actually, I, um, I, I'm really excited for the next episodes. We're going to see how far the Shay situation is going to go. And then we also have this new family we're going to get to learn more about with the nanny. Oh, yeah. The little clip of the pre, the, the teaser. Yeah, the teaser Thank for the you. next episode. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Like Shay, like, is it like in the teaser that Shay decides to keep the baby? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not, <laughs> but it start. I think it starts an argument between her and Kamara. But I know she, she oh, goes missing because she, uh, Kamara is like, my child is missing. Cause now I think Kamara is going to like, and since Kamara wants to have the baby, I was, I, I mentioned this when we're watching it and I said, why don't she ask this white girl? Cause she have her baby. I thought this, I thought this a long time ago. I found out she was pregnant. I was like, Oh, Kamara can have that baby. Yeah, exactly. I was like, maybe she's trying to King Solomon kind of thing, you know. Maybe she's trying to warm, (laughs) warm Kamara up to you know. She gave her the camera. She seems nice, and it's like no. I really, I really don't think Kamara has thought about that. I think she really wants to have her own. That's why, or else she would have been tried to adopt instead of going through in vitro. But you didn't. Aren't you the one who told me it's less likely for a single parent to adopt? It's less likely because a newborn. It's less likely for a single parent to adopt a newborn. Oh, so she got to get some old fruit. Anyway, <laughs> in America, they, they international adoption agencies are open to single parents, depending on their circumstances. It's case by case basis. So anything else would you like to add? No. Well, on that note, I am your boy, Khalif. And I'm your girl, Jamise. Catch you next week. On the unofficial but official podcast for the show, American Crime. American Crime.